Hello folks, it's Rico, and of course this is Treks in Sci-Fi, a special midweek show. This will be podcast number 103, 103, for February 14th, 2007. Yes, happy Valentine's Day, everyone out there. Uh, I'm, of course, podcasting on Valentine's Day, but uh, just had dinner and, and got back, and I thought I wanted to do a short midweek show and talk about my new studio-scale Master Replicas USS Enterprise model that I got about a week ago. It's about time to uh, talk about uh, this particular uh, wonderful replica that I got. Uh, we'll be talking about that on the show along with a few other things after our usual theme music. So here we go. Treks in Sci-Fi. They gave her back to me, Scotty. Gave her back, sir. I doubt it was that easy with Nagura. You're right. <laughs> well, folks, welcome again once, uh, one and all, I should say, not once and all, one and all, welcome to the Trex and Sci-Fi Podcast. Again, this is Rico, your host, as usual, as always. Uh, along sometimes with the occasional guests, uh, which we had last weekend on the the Mystery Science Theater Spock's Brain Show. And I have to say, uh, I've gotten quite a bit of good feedback about doing that particular show. People seem to have really enjoyed it. Uh, it did have a few, I, I'd have to say, a few technical issues that crept in. Uh, one that I found out after the fact was at least um, one of the people that was on a, the Skype call for some reason got... Uh, his mic or something happened on his end, and a lot of his comments through most of the episode got uh, were not recorded for some reason. Uh, again, his uh, I think something happened on his connection anyway, so we didn't have everyone really in there like we did at the very beginning. But I still think the show came off really uh, rather well. People seemed, again, like I said, to enjoy it. I've gotten some emails and comments on the forums and, and things like that, so uh, I... Um, have to say we're going to plan on doing that again sometime with another classic episode. Maybe uh, next time from Next Generation, I think, would be good. Uh, spread the uh, spread the love around, you know. Just uh, We don't just pick on, uh, occasionally, the original series here. We'll pick on Next Generation. We'll pick on Voyager. We'll pick, them on, uh, we'll pick on all of them eventually. So uh, interspersed, of course, with the usual regular uh, reviews and commentary on the episodes. Because, again... I think the vast majority of the Star Trek episodes out there are a lot of a lot of good uh, things in them, a lot of good uh, entertainment. But of course, with that many episodes, there are still occasional clunkers and problems uh, with some of them at some time. I, I have to say, uh, also right now, if I if I sound a little bit more off than normal, it was kind of a long day. We had a lot of snow here in Michigan. Uh, and in the Ohio area, Midwest in general, uh, last night, uh, it was kind of a long day getting to work, driving, a uh, long day at work, a lot of things going on there. Don't want to bore you with that, of course. The life of a chemist, yes. Always exciting. But uh, it was, uh, so I'm just a little bit on the tired side, maybe a little less focused than I might normally be. But I, I did want to get this show out and talk about, uh, mainly talk about my studio scale enterprise uh, that I've uh, Got about a week ago, I guess it came uh, shipped to me. So we'll be getting that to that in a moment or two. Uh, first thing, though, that I wanted to talk about, and I think I forgot about uh, over the weekend podcast 
because we were kind of pressed for time doing the whole Spock's brain uh, episode. But I, I saw with my younger son over the weekend a new movie, or it's not that new anymore, uh, but it is still in theaters, Pan's Labyrinth, which I, I really enjoyed. But what I thought, I'd do something a little different for you. I do a, a weekly, uh, I call it Rico's Reviews, a little segment, usually about a minute and a half, two minutes long or so for Scott Johnson's Real Fun Extra Life radio podcast. Uh, for anyone listening that listens to Extra Life, uh, hi guys, so... <laughs> But anyway, I do a, uh, a little segment that kind of goes in the middle of Scott's show, kind of breaks up his show for the break. And each week I talk about something, a movie or a TV show or a book or something like that in the sci-fi realm. And Scott was nice enough to let me do that, and it's always a lot of fun. But last week, or the, I should say the, the most recent one I did was a review about of the movie Pan's Labyrinth, which, like I just said, I saw last weekend. So rather than me talking about that again, I thought I would play that little segment that I uh, recorded for Scott's show for those that don't listen to uh, ELR on a weekly basis. And of course, you know, I have to say, why don't you? It's a great show. Listen to ELR every week. Comes out uh, usually late Tuesdays or early Wednesday, depending on where you're at in your time zone and all that stuff. So here is my uh, Rico's reviews for Pan's Labyrinth from... uh, the audio re- I created for a Scott show. So I'll, I'll play that. It's about a minute and a half or so long, and then I'll come back. Be right back. Hello, Extra Life Radio again. This is Rico from the Treks and Sci-Fi Podcast with another review for you. Just this past weekend, I got a chance to finally see Pan's Labyrinth, uh, the amazing film from uh, Mexican uh, director Guillermo del Toro, who did the Hellboy movie, Blade 2, lots of other interesting films, and this is no exception to that. Uh, Really an amazing film, Pan's Labyrinth. Basically tells the tale of a small girl, a young girl, Ophelia, and she's um, going to live with her new father in the rural countryside of Spain uh, around the time of World War II, and it's... um, it's basically a dark fairy tale, fairy tale for adults. It's got a lot of strong themes. There's quite a bit of violence and darkness in this movie, but there's also some amazing things as well. Not really for the young kids, uh, more for adults, uh, teenagers, and that I think would enjoy it. But the amazing visuals in this movie are, are really stupendous, and I really recommend trying to see it in the theater. It's up for several uh, Academy Awards this year, and I. Uh, Director Del Toro has really done uh, a great job with this film. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, The music is really neat, too, which I'm playing during this podcast review a little bit. So go check out Pan's Labyrinth, still playing in theaters. This is Rico signing off for this week. Fascinating. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed uh, that uh, take on Pan's Labyrinth uh, for uh, Scott's show. I try generally when I do those reviews to not reveal too much about the uh, the movie or TV show or book or anything. I just try to give you a sense of my general feelings on it, whether, uh, you know, what what I liked uh, a little bit and just what I thought about it. I, I generally, I have to say, I mean, I mainly talk about things that I've enjoyed. I'm not going to... Uh, spend time and do a little review on something unless it's so terrible that I'm trying to warn people, you know, like the robot on uh, Lost in Space, warning, warning, danger, Will Robinson, stay away from this TV show or movie. I haven't really done that too much yet. I try to focus on the uh, the good stuff out there, which there is plenty of uh, good sci-fi and fantasy things out there that uh, that I've enjoyed. So uh, definitely go see Pan's Labyrinth if you're into that kind of thing, fantasy film. Uh, it was very uh, enjoyable, like I said, and it is still playing in theater, so check it out. 
Okay, let's uh, let's give you a few little uh, other little announcements and tidbits before I get into the main topic, which will be, of course, looking at the Master Replicas Enterprise. Uh, first thing is next weekend's show, uh, which will be, let's see, that'll be February 18th, coming out on that uh, February 18th Sunday, will be a TNG, a Next Generation-focused show, where I'll be looking at the episode, uh, the really good episode, Data's Day, which uh, has been uh, kind of a fan favorite. I've had a lot of people email and people talking about it. Uh, this particular episode on the forums, it looks like one people would like me to uh, discuss, so uh I'll we'll, I'll be doing that this weekend. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things. I'm not going to talk about it now. Well, we'll save all that for the weekend. But that's coming up. Uh, and like I, I normally try to do, whether it's on the main page of the website, in the upper right-hand corner now, I'm trying to announce at least about a week ahead what episode or what I'm going to be talking about on, ne- on the next podcast so people can either email or call the voicemail line at 20688-TREX or just send a mp3 file or something, an audio comment to me uh, at treksf at gmail.com talking about the uh, upcoming episode that I'll be looking at or movie or whatever. Try to get uh, as many comments from the from the listeners out there that I can. That's always helpful. Uh, I always enjoy that too. It's, you know, it's always better to have a lot of different people's opinions as much as you can on these kinds of things. So send those in for Data's Day. That'll be coming up this weekend. Okay, without uh, without any further ado, let's get into the main uh, topic for this podcast. And it's going to be, I don't know, we'll probably end up at 20, 25 minutes total for the show this week uh, or this middle of the week show. But let's talk about uh, the studio scale Master Replicas USS Enterprise, uh, which uh, just is, uh, it's been shipping probably since the very end of last year, very end of 2006. Some people got some, and I recently received mine about a week ago. Yeah, I think it was last Wednesday came, uh, which uh, which was a very a- exciting time. And I have to say, um, before I talk about the, the model itself, I want to say I have, uh, I did film some video. I took some video of me opening the the box, unpacking it, showing that, how it's all nicely packed, uh, what comes with it, the size and everything like that. And, and, and of course, uh, it fully uh, on its stand assembled with, you know, all the lights going and the engine lights that they put in it, all that good stuff. It's all in video. But over uh, last weekend, I did try to edit up uh, a short little segment on that, but I kept having problems uh with with the editing, uh, let's just suffice it to say that is coming. I am going to definitely be creating a, a short, maybe five minute or so video, probably toss it up on YouTube of opening up the uh, Master Replicas Enterprise, but I haven't quite got it done yet. Uh, I still got to work on it. It might be a while, a couple of weeks. Things seem to be very busy lately for me, both at work and, and outside of work. So time is kind of limited in Video editing is not like audio editing. It, it, it takes a lot more time, uh, and especially for someone uh, that hasn't done it as much. I can, I can edit the podcast pretty quickly now, but um, doing video is a little bit more involved. But I uh, just, excuse me, had to take a little um, guzzle on some Gatorade here. Got to have the Gatorade while I'm recording a podcast, especially in the wintertime when it's kind of dry, dry a lot. So uh, anyway, the Enterprise. I did, like I said, take video. There are going to be, there are plenty of regular still pictures that I'll put up. Uh, I'll link that in the podcast notes for this week. There will, of course, be up in my collector's gallery off the main website at treksf.com. So really, this is the kind of thing that you can really 
learn a, a lot or you get a lot better feel for it when you look at the pictures about what I'm describing. So let me give you a little bit of background and history. The uh, Master Replicas, great replica company, uh, been around for, for several years now. i got a lot of their items. They started with uh, Star Wars items, I guess a couple of years ago approximately, creating uh, what they call studio scale editions of some of the classic ships in the Star Wars universe. They did the uh, AT-AT Walker. They did the Snow Speeder. I'm trying to think. Did they do another? Oh, they've done the Y-Wing now. And, of course, they just released the Millennium Falcon. I think that's all the studio scales they've put out so far. They're supposed to be doing an X-Wing this year uh, in 2007. Well, they decided to create a studio scale edition of the Enterprise from the original series. The original series look of uh, the Enterprise from... TOS era from the first uh, three seasons of Star Trek. Now, uh, this uh, when they say studio scale, that's supposed to be uh, a representation of the size of the model that was used at the studio when they were doing some of the early effects works. Effect works, I should say, not effects works. I don't think that's really the proper way to say that. But anyway, the the studio scale refers to the size of this model, and it is a large model. It is approximately almost three feet in length. So this is not your your just model kit that you would you would build a, a enterprise out of that are usually around a foot long. This thing is is really large. It's heavy. It's it's really a nice piece. But you know, just to kind of put it in a nutshell to at least start with uh, my review of it now. So the studio scale, like I said, refers to the the this kind of the, the scale of the model. This isn't just a small ship; it's a big one, and it's not um, cheap. These things are pretty expensive. Uh, Master Replicas uh, still currently has. I got the limited edition, which is a edition size of twelve hundred and fifty. My plaque, which I'm looking at actually right now, is I got number six zero 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 six of. 1250 is the one I received for my limited edition Enterprise, and it is, uh, it's just great. I, I really love it. Now, there was a little concern I had at first when I opened this up, because there have been some reports on the Replica Prop Forum, a few other sites that I take a look at, that some of the early ones of these coming uh, to people had a few problems. Primarily, I would say at things like where the the engines, the, the engine nacelle struts, you know, how those sort of pop into the secondary hull on the Enterprise, that area. Some of the areas where there are lights, this this is a fully, you know, lit up uh, model. It's not a, I, I guess it's still sort of static. It doesn't really move per se. I don't know if you still call it static, but it's, uh, it does have lights in it. It has working engine lights. So there's, there's quite a bit of electronics in this, um, in this piece. And uh, it is, Really, really cool looking when it's lit up. If the room is kind of dimly lit and you light up the Enterprise, the engines kind of make a little whirring noise uh, with the motors that are inside that show you the spinning lights. Again, there are some videos up on YouTube already. If you search for Master Replicas Enterprise, you can see what I'm talking about in video form until, of course, Rico gets his video uh, up on there. But anyway, the there are some videos of this. And, of course, in the pictures that I've got up and posted, you can see it there, the Enterprise uh, the way it looks, but it is really a, a pretty ship. Now they did um, they did a real nice job on this, but there are a, a few tiny flaws. And I'm going to just give you an overview of the ship to begin with, though, before I talk about kind of pick it apart. 
like I said, it's it's approximately three feet long, a little less than that, uh, maybe about uh, 13, 14 inches wide, about, and it sits on a nice uh, display stand, which they they made a they made it very slick uh, the way the display stand works. It's in a, a a Delta Shield, which is sort of the insignia that they wear on the uniforms, that shape. Uh, that the uh, original crew wore, and in different forms, the the later crews of, of different Star Trek series wore. It's got the Delta Shield type looking base. It's in black, and a uh, support uh, strut that sticks out of that with a, uh, I guess it's like a quarter inch phono type plug, and when you uh, and a spring. And what you do is when you when you unpack the the Enterprise model itself out of the box, which is packed very well by Master Replicas. Did a great job on that. There are a couple pieces you have to pop in. You have to pop in the sensor dish in the front of the ship, and there is a small little, very very small little uh, phaser cannon on the on the bottom of the primary hull. Uh, the light that you see at the very bottom in some very close up detail shots uh, in the original series, you could kind of make out this sort of little nib thing there, and that's supposed to be where the phaser cannon phaser. Uh, array is where the phasers shoot out of at the bottom of the, uh, the primary saucer section of the Enterprise. Well, they've got this little clear plastic piece you can pop in there uh, that that came separately. But other than that, the ship comes completely assembled uh, with all the electronics, of course, inside of it. And I just popped in the main sensor dish, which is the gold uh, sensor on the secondary hull. I haven't really decided whether I'm going to pop in that little phaser cannon piece or not yet on the mine. It kind of looks cool without it. I, I haven't really decided. One thing that was nice with Master Replicas is since it's such a small little nib or piece that you put in there, the plastic thing, they give you actually three of them. They, they give you three. They're all the same, but they give you three just in case you lose one or whatever. It was kind of nice of them to do that, uh, considering this, the price of this uh this model, I think that was a good uh, good move on their part. Now, like I said, the, the the nice Delta Shield base. What you do is there's a hole in the bottom of the secondary cell, uh, secondary hull, and you you lower uh, the the Enterprise itself, the model, onto that uh, phonotype plug to get power to the lights and everything like that. So you just gently lower it on there. It sits very securely. Now, when they built these things, Master Replicas had a lot of online pictures of the of the building process and show the internal structure on it. And they put a lot of steel reinforcements inside of this uh, Enterprise Studio scale model that they did. Now, uh, several years back, a company called Unobtainium uh, came out with a studio scale version of the Enterprise. These uh, did not make, uh, well, they had a lot of problems, let's just say. The company ended up going out of business. The people that did end up, there are a lot of people that never even got them, even though they ordered the Enterprise from Unobtainium. But those people uh, that did get them, they ended up having a lot of problems with sagging engines, sagging primary hull, lots of troubles with uh, those versions of the Enterprise. And Master Replicas is well aware of that. These guys know the business, know the industry. So they put a lot of superstructure inside the model to reinforce it. It's not like you can go flying you know, down the street with it in your hand and throw it or something and, and not have a problem. I would not recommend that. But it, it should certainly hold up a lot better than the unobtainium versions did. And they've got a lot of structure in there to keep it from, to keep it from sagging over time or anything like that happening. Uh, overall, I, I, you know, this this thing, just to give it a number, I mean, I would rate this piece as a 9 out of 10. I mean, this, this to me is probably the ultimate uh, item in my collection currently of things. If I had to, uh, if I had to give away tomorrow everything in my collection but one thing, 
I would probably be, this would probably be the one thing that I would want to keep, even though it's a little large in size and you got to have some good space to to uh, to display it in. This is probably for for a, a true, very uh, long term Star Trek fan like myself. It's probably the ultimate collectible. Uh, probably besides you know the phaser that I got from Master Replicas, which is also very cool. Uh, as far as Star Trek things go. Having, I mean, I I built so many of the old AMT model enterprises growing up. I couldn't even tell you how many. I mean, I had a, I would give them different uh, insignia numbers, you know, NCC, different numbers. They came with different decals. I had the Yorktown, the Lexington, you know, in my bedroom. I built, you know, probably every few months I was building another AMT model kit uh, of uh, of the Enterprise or of a Federation starship. I I should say with uh, different. Uh, you know, names and numbers on them. So this this model has always been uh, very close to me as far as, you know, one of my favorite ships of all time. So to get a studio scale model of this piece, uh, finally, that, that comes, it's just gorgeous, is is kind of a dream dream come true. I mean, it was very expensive. It's, uh, it, I don't just toss money around, but this is an art piece to me. This is something I can hopefully treasure for a long time, maybe pass it on to my you know, grandkids someday or something like that. Uh, it is just great. Um, like I said, though, there are there are uh, a couple things I wanted to point out. Um, there are beautiful lights in this. The hangar deck has a light, you know, that area. It doesn't open up the hangar doors, but there's a little green light there. Uh, the, the decals are very nicely done. I believe, and I'm not sure if I'm completely 100% correct on this, but I believe everything that's numbers and lettering and everything like that on the on this Enterprise model are all uh, painted on. They are not really decals. So that should make those things work and hold up a lot better, you know, much better than than decals. Even no matter how good you do a decal, it, it can always decay and uh, uh, sort of break down over time. So the, the everything is painted on in terms of, you know, the Enterprise name, NCC 1701, all that good stuff. And it really makes a difference, I think, in the appearance of the ship. They gave it a nice sort of um, dull gray paint job, which uh, there's been a little bit of controversy, I guess, about, you know, the actual exact color to use for it. I find it's pretty, pretty darn close to what I would expect. It may be just a little on the dark side, darker, just a tiny bit than I would than I would have maybe done. You know, if you look at the the original Enterprise uh, on screen, as it appeared, a lot of times it sort of had a very whitish look to it. Now, I know that they were trying to match more of the studio scale model, but uh, for myself, I think I might have gone just a little bit lighter and tried to blend it to a little bit. I'm not saying it's a bad color at all or it's super dark or anything like that. You'll look in the pictures on the website, you'll be able to see what it really looks like. It's uh, It depends on the light that you're looking at it under. You know, Some of the pictures I took are with flash, some without flash, but I think they did a good job. I mean, it's it's pretty darn close to the color I would have used. It's they there's lots of uh, lovers of Trek that uh, spent a lot of time working on this uh, this particular model and it shows the lights are very cool the engines I think they just did a fantastic job in the way those look and and the lighting and that they use for the rest of the ship and the little windows are all lighting lit up and uh, it's just so darn cool I could look at it you know for hours on end uh, and they uh, they used a lot of LEDs and that kind of stuff very low. Uh, heat type lights so it should have a lot of life to it the the no oh, i didn't really finish when after you put it on the stand there is a power pack that this comes with and you plug the 
power pack. Uh, it's just a regular little AC adapter like you would get with uh, to charge a cell phone or anything like that with. And then it plugs with a little mini plug into the side of that Delta Shield stand. And there's a switch on the side to activate the lights. So it, it's all very well thought out. They did a great job on that. There's no batteries involved, which is nice. You will have to have a way to, to run, a, run it to a plug or something like that. Now, I... Uh, one thing I also wanted to say, this does not come with any kind of display case at all to keep dust and, and, and whatever spiders off of it and things like that. So I have already gone and found a pretty good place. I think the website is casesforcollectibles.com if anyone's interested. I'll try to put a link for that in the podcast notes because I think they're a pretty good place. They're actually in Ohio, which uh, I live in Michigan, so that's kind of nice. But I did already go and order a nice acrylic case that will fit this Enterprise uh, model very well. Hopefully, I'll get that in the next uh, couple of weeks. I'm not sure how long. Uh, I think it takes a couple of weeks usually to get them from them. But once I get that, I'm building kind of a little stand for it, and it will be in a new home, and I'll probably take some new pictures of it that way. So look for some new pictures maybe in a couple of weeks of it. So that's the only really drawback, although if they would have included a display case for the Enterprise, if Master Replicas had thrown that in as well, it would have added a lot to the cost, probably a couple hundred more dollars approximately, give or take, to the cost of the overall ship, which I can understand why they wanted to kind of hold back on that. It was already pretty expensive to begin with. So, And a lot of people may not bother them if it's uh, you know out in the open like that without... Uh, without a protective cover to it. I, I really like uh, ways to keep the dust off things to protect them, especially like something like this, which is pretty expensive investment. So, and it is a, a rather large ship, like I said, so you can't just generally a small curio cabinet or something like that won't really fit it. Uh, let's see, what else can I tell you? Uh, it's, I, I guess the bottom line of it is, and they've got, oh, I wanted to say there are three editions of this. The, um, there are what's called the Signature Editions. They created an Ultimate Signature Edition, which they put every living uh, cast member from the original series, they got to sign a plaque, and they actually put a, uh, a signature, uh, a printed signature for DeForest Kelly and James James Doohan on there because they're no longer with us and couldn't obviously sign these plaques. But everyone else signed the plaque. That's the like Ultimate Edition. And you get the same ship. You get the same Enterprise model, and you get a plaque like that. They also have one... Uh, a little under that in, um, and I think that's a 500 or maybe a 250 edition size. There's a 500 edition size with a plaque with signatures of Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner. And then there's the base model, I like to call it, like in uh, automotive terms, which is the limited edition Enterprise, which is the one I got, which is just comes with a basic plaque, no signatures. I, at the, at the point of where this was already costing so much, I wanted to just, you know, I, the model is what I'm interested in. The signatures, yeah, that'd be nice, but I, I didn't really want to spend any extra money uh, on those at the time I ordered this. So that's what I opted for. And what I was going to say, though, before I got into the different editions is if you are really a, 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 what I call kind of a hardcore longtime Star Trek fan, if you can manage to afford this this model, I would definitely, definitely try to w find a way to buy one whether you put it on a credit card and pay it off in a few months or whatever you have to do. Um, these will still be around for a little while. The limited edition and the Nimoy Shatner signature edition are still on sale at masterreplicas.com. The ultimate edition one with all the signatures is sold out. Uh, so, you know, the people that really wanted that already went for that. 
The other ones are still for sale. I, I would kind of guess that with the edition size of twelve fifty and the limited edition, and the fact that they're they're slowly kind of uh, coming out of uh, their manufacturing site in China, I think for a few months we'll still see these available right on Master Replica's website. And of course, there's always the aftermarket. Uh, versions on uh, you know eBay and all that but what I was going to kind of get to is if you can afford one of these and you really love Trek I would definitely try to do it I don't think there's another uh, mass-produced studio scale edition of the Enterprise that's going to come along for a while so get it while you can folks it, it's a great ship uh, I, I don't want to end on a downer so I will quickly mention though there are a few little you know, like I said, a few little defects. Some are better than others of it. What I would suggest, if you do get one of these, if you find a way to do it, look your Enterprise over very thoroughly and decide for yourself what you can, what I call what you can kind of live with. Now, the real nitpicky people out there, every little, you know, if there's just a tiny little, you know, a light that's just a little off center or just a tiniest, like the, the head of a pin chip of paint off somewhere, they, they'll, they'll want to send it back. But if you really want one, I think you're going to have a hard time finding what I would call 100% perfect. Mine, I consider about 95, 96% perfect, which for me was was good. I was afraid if I tried to really go for the ultimate imperfection, sent it back, I could end up doing that two or three times and get one maybe even that's not quite as in, you know, in perfect shape. And I'm more than happy with, with what I got. Um, I think it's a great, uh, great item. It, like I said, it's kind of a dream come true model for me. So uh, I'm realizing I'm already about a half hour in this show and I wanted to keep it short. But I hope that gave you a good taste for the Studio Scale Master Replicas Enterprise. It is really pretty. It is uh, so photogenic. I got to take some great, better pictures with a better background. I think I set it up on like my dining room table the first night I got it and snapped a bunch of pictures off in there. And it's not really, you know, the Enterprise flying amongst China is, yeah, that's kind of a little funky looking. So I'm going to get a, a black piece of fabric and put it behind it and drape it and so I can take some nice, better pictures. But I wanted to get this review out there. Uh, it's obviously it's an expensive item. So I think for the most part, people are going to be looking at the price and, and deciding for themselves whether they they can really afford that and hey you got to eat so i understand it's uh you don't want to you know sacrifice things like food you know uh gas for your car heat for your house whatever uh, and go buy an enterprise that would be bad uh unless you can live with eating macaroni and cheese for like six months or something like that but it's it's great i really love having it it's it's i i, I kind of told my wife lynn i said after i got it i she kind of said so so uh, you won't need to buy anything more right because you got the enterprise now and uh, i said well you know yeah i mean i could stop there are always going to be new and better and nice things coming out but this is kind of the for for a trek fan like me the end all be all of of collectibles so I hope that gave you a good sense of what I think about it. I really love it. It's, a, it, it's probably going to be, as I get the case for it and get it all set up in its, its little area that I've got uh, staked out for putting it uh, in my basement collection area, uh, I think I'll start to appreciate it even more. It's kind of just sort of lonely sitting out on the dining room table right now, so she needs to have a, a nice new home. So in a, in a couple of weeks, like I said, look for some more pictures of the Enterprise. 
that's it for this midweek show. I'm going to just end it. Uh, I don't got anything more to say about the Enterprise. I think I uh, covered that pretty well. I, I, I did the announcements I wanted to. Hey, folks, uh, take care out there. If you're living in an icy, snowy area, be careful driving. Uh, I just um, just wanted to throw that out there. It's It's been kind of a rough winter in a lot of places, in, at least in the United States, and I think other places in the world also are having a little bit of a rough year winter-wise. Uh, it started off kind of mild, but, boy, it's gotten worse in, in some places. So be careful and, and take care of yourself. I will talk to you again this weekend. This is Rico signing off for this middle-of-the-week show. Bye-bye for now. This has been a Rick Dosty podcast production. You said don't talk fast, and that's how you show excitement. All right, talking talk a little faster. Then. Okay, this has been a Rick Dosty podcast production. This podcast, copyright 2007, all rights reserved.